Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new Bot Talk episode. It's been a minute since I've dropped that episode, but something big has happened in the community and me and my boy Syed wanted to come onto the show and basically talk about it, talk about the effects, what happened behind the scenes uh, when it comes to a company side of you, what we're doing going forward, how it's really affected the community in our opinion and overall just speak about it because arguably this is probably the, one of the biggest things that's happened in the community this year so it's definitely a one thing that i do want to speak about before the end of the year and obviously going forward it'd be interesting to see how this episode ages but i'm going to go ahead and let Syed introduce himself real quick so yeah hi guys my name's Said. um you pretty know me from oh i do too many things at the minute but i run a group um work for balco phasma rath now as well um made a podcast before with like michael chegg kasim spadon as well uh called the bot podcast and um yeah just do a few bits and bobs around the community but yeah pleasure pleasure being invited onto the show today kasim yeah man it's going to be interesting because we have a very very big pivotal event to speak about and let's go ahead and introduce it so if you guys are completely out of the loop and you don't know what we're referring to and you haven't read the title it's basically about an event that took place on the 18th of december uh where tons of twitter accounts within the bottom community got clipped everyone got suspended not everyone but a wide majority of people did we're talking about personal accounts we're talking about company accounts we're talking about accounts that just interacted with giveaways every type of account whether you're big or small in the community there was a chance you got clipped during this wave and it's affected everyone in different ways but i'm going to throw it aside and you can just talk about your experience about or when you got clipped and what were your reaction to it okay so just before we start, I need everyone to know that despite me potentially sounding happy in this podcast, I'm in pure pain right now, okay? So please forgive me if I sound really depressed. But anyway, so I um, had a nap yesterday, woke up, look at my phone, and I'd see a few emails from Twitter support, right? I'm like, what's going on here? Open them up, and then it's just email after email of just accounts getting suspended. Um, I think I've got like five brand accounts, um, and... I've got like two burners and literally everything got suspended. Um, they all had the same reasons for them. It was to do with the, was it the, the spam and manipulation, um, which is like a part of their terms of service. Um, but other than that, it didn't get any information at all. Um, logged onto Discord and just started speaking to some other people and quickly started to realize that this was a very widespread issue. Um, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this, to be honest. I mean, we've seen Wrath get suspended. We've seen Ganesh get suspended before. Um, obviously, they weren't able to recover their accounts and they had to start fresh, but not to this scale. I mean, we've got like a there's there's a there's a server out there called like Twitter Bands or something where where we sort of just added loads of people who who um, who got their accounts suspended yesterday. And the issue is just huge. Like you got like Notify, AM Notify. Um, Kodai got suspended, Hyper Raffles, there's just so many, like, even the Essentials by Saeed got suspended, and people thought that was untouchable, so, Seriously. I mean, it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it just shows, really, like, how how, how widespread this, this issue is. Um, I'm not going to lie, it feels very, very weird, as we were just discussing, like, like what do you, what do you really do? Because the fact of the matter is, we actually spend a lot of time on there, um, and it's obviously not just for social purposes. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty stressful at the minute. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure yeah. you feel the same way with your with your personal account. Well, with me, it was different because basically I just got back in the gym, had a shower, I was about to sit down to do some stuff, to do some work, and I go to my emails and I look at the updated tab and it says Twitter, and I'm like, okay, 
Uh, maybe one of my Twitter DMs emails got pushed there. I don't know. Well, and it says your Twitter account has been suspended. I'm like, okay, this isn't good, is it? So I, at that point, I was under the assumption that it was just me. So I was like, okay, rip, you know, it's fine. I can, you know, make a new account, get people to tweet out that, you know, I made a new account, kind of build everything back and appeal it and hopefully get my account back. And then what threw me off was the reasoning and the reasoning that they gave was, was platform manipulation and spam. So at first I didn't really click onto it because I was like, okay, it's a BS reason. Uh, you know, I haven't done anything to actually get suspended. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. But um, I then went onto my phone, went into a group chat I'm in with a bunch of people from the community and they said they all got clipped as well. So I think it happened at a very similar time across everyone. So then I was at that point like, okay, we've all been clipped, but why? So then I was speaking with uh, some of the owners of Layout, one of my groups, and they were, they were speaking about the fact that um, Overtook Enterprise, which is something we're going to get into later, uh, was one of the reasons. Obviously, we don't know if there's any back into that. That's kind of the general rumor at the moment, but that's what I was being told. Then I go on my phone, and very similar to you, all my accounts linked to my phone number were clipped. So a burner that I haven't touched in three years clipped, the bot talk was clipped, and my main account was clipped as well. So it collectively... Uh, around 20,000 followers if you can't, if you bought them all together. So like at that point I'm panicking because I've lost my personal brand account, I've lost the bot talk account and I've lost my burner as well. So then uh, I was kind of feeling the same thing as you said at the point where like, I was like, what, what do I do now? There's nothing to do. So I think from that point, uh, everything just started kind of developing and everyone started creating their own rumors about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think at the start, it, we saw a lot of finger pointing, sort of. And to be completely honest, I don't agree with a lot of what's been said. Um, I think it can be when obviously like emotions are, are high and, and, and running wild, it can be quite easy to say, oh, this is because of X, Y and Z. Um, I mean, we may as well just just name names. So you've got like Jack and Overtook Enterprise and, and like Flash, um, who doesn't work for me, actually. Um, then you got like Raven who does some work for Ganesh and Orbit and stuff. Anyway, there's a few different like people slash organizations who run basically a lot of the PR for the majority of the big pages on sneak Twitter. Um, I think a lot of people aren't really aware that a lot of these big pages aren't run by like the owners. Um, we have literal like, like teams just in place to organize giveaways, to arrange relationships between different companies, um, to sort out the graphics like a lot of these things are not organized on an individual basis they're given to a team who then um with either in sources or outsources the work for example the graphics um and then they collaborate to basically transfer to, to basically organize giveaways to encompass all the widest varieties pages as is possible and the overall aim is just to expedite growth which is sort of what every page wants on, on Twitter, especially within our industry. It's been going on for a long time, this. And yeah. to be honest, this has never been an issue. This has never been pinpointed as being an issue because although you've had the odd account get suspended in the past, like Wrath and Ganesh, right? This this hasn't, we've never seen it at this scale. We've never seen mass waves of bans. Um, and and these people who have been suspended for, for like spam or whatever, like they weren't doing anything different than what any other page was doing. Um, I think I think for that reason it's probably harsh to pinpoint the finger on the guys who run the PR stuff because they would because they, if it, if they weren't doing it then the pages would be doing it anyway either by themselves or they would have outsourced to someone else 
and and the same thing would have happened so i think that's harsh yeah so my kind of thoughts on it is like flash for example he organizes like a lot of the bot talk giveaways so like if you go onto the bot talk page you'll see a bunch of giveaways he just dms he says yo do you need to jump in this giveaway i'll say yes if i say yes i'll say no if i say if i want to say no but then he obviously there's people in the community meant to develop these relationships and basically they leverage the fact that they can get X account with X amount of followers into a giveaway to create big giveaways. And obviously uh, some of those accounts are their clients, some of them are not. Uh, P- uh, the bot talk personally, uh, I did not hire a PR for it. I kind of do my own thing. Same thing with my personal account. And essentially it got clipped. But if you guys are watching this, you know that the bot talk account is up. Now what happened is uh, one thing that we kind of missed, essentially from my knowledge, I could be wrong, correct me in the comments side, you can correct me as well. But essentially, when your Twitter account gets banned, I think they ban your phone number as well. So like, any account linked to my phone number got clipped. So for some reason, the bot talk survived, it got suspended and came back. I basically logged out of all my accounts on my phone, logged on a desktop, um, the bot talk came back, but my personal burn is gone. So in a way, this is beneficial because obviously this brand account has like over 11,000 followers, it's the main thing that drives the episodes. But obviously, the personal account, it isn't just for socializing, like Sai had said. Like, the, the personal account, if you have a lot of following, if you're watching this, you'll understand, it's meant for connections. If I jump in someone's DM and I have 150 followers, right, regardless if my name is Kasim or not, it's not going to make a difference, it's not going to pay attention to it. That is a sad reality of any type of business relationship, really. But... Uh, if you have 6,000 followers, even if they don't know who you are, they're still going to check out your profile. You go to their bio, they say, oh, I work at X company, I'm PR for this company, I'm admin for this company, I own this company. It gets, it, it catches people's attention. So the main negative point of this is that our personal accounts that have you have been used for connections for years and what we've spent time building, like months of, you know, creating content, interacting with people, building relationships has been clipped. So now we're at a point where you know, like you said, uh, people get annoyed to start pointing fingers. My general idea of what happened is that obviously platform uh, manipulation. Uh, there's one bullet point under the definition there in their actual like uh, Twitter page when it comes to defining it, where it's like uh, pushing people to interact in a certain way to grow a certain profile or tweet. So obviously that's what giveaways are in a sense. And um, people are pointing uh, fingers at uh, overtook enterprise now there's actually a screenshot flowing about where uh jack has like 11 big accounts signed into and there's a screenshot i spoke to him because he was meant to come on here we tried to get him on here but he was busy but essentially that screenshot was from six months ago and if you look at the avis in the actual uh, picture i'll put it up on screen right here if you're watching this on spotify then obviously i'm sorry about that but you can come over to youtube and have a look but essentially those AVIs are old, but then it butts into question that he was logged into his 11 accounts at that point. So let's say six months ago, for example. So six months ago, if this happened, uh, is he to blame then? Or is he at fault because of the fact that he was signed in on those originally anyway, regardless if he signed out of it before the purge happened? It kind of becomes this thing where it depends on your actual mindset and your ethics. I, th- I don't think ethics is the right world. I think it's just your general opinion. Like, is it his fault? Is it not? Is it just Twitter being? How could he have been aware? How could he have been aware though? Because this is literally like how the our little ecosystem has worked for so long. Like since when I, from when I started on like Twitter and sneakers in the sneaker scene, this is literally how I found all the pages through giveaways. I mean, I'll join. I'll just I'll start up with literally nothing. Um, I like join my first cut group by winning a giveaway, 
and then through that i found out about other companies and stuff um and that's just sort of how i gained awareness of a lot of different brands um i think that the giveaways has just been such an important factor within sneak twitter and to be honest i, I don't think sneak twitter would have been as big as it is without like that those like giveaways because it just allows allows one person to have exposure to so many different pages that they just otherwise wouldn't have had exposure to and then through that it gives them more exposure um to the businesses businesses get more clients etc and this allows sneak twitter to grow which we've which is highly dependent on the platform which is twitter obviously um should the pr teams maybe have been more aware of the terms of service potentially but they also had no reason to be because there was never an incident like this in the past which may have triggered that you know that worry i think just to play devil's advocate right so i've spoke to people that are well versed on getting uh rare twitter ads like if you look at the layout at the moment i think we have plans to change it we have like a very unique app and um you know there's a lot of accounts like that a lot just general people that have knowledge regarding twitter accounts know that there is a risk when it comes to running large brand accounts you should be hosting it on a server you should be using a burner sim or a different sim so like just playing devil's advocate you could make the you could make the assumption that a big company like this should take those precautions in the first place but i do see your point in the fact that yo this has never happened before so like this has never happened before we can we literally if you told me a week ago these accounts are going to get clipped for hosting giveaways i look at you like you're stupid like it's a giveaway yeah but obviously we're wrong because see this is what this is what i've been considering in my head like this is going to change everything conventional uh, sneaker twitter marketing is gone like it's clearly a hazard when people think about running these types of big giveaways on a repeated basis they're going to refer back to this point but leading up to this point it's never happened before you get suspended i don't know you get suspended for a random reason and you just make a new account but it's never been to this scale and it's never been because of the fact that everything just trickled down so obviously all your accounts on one device got banned let's say one account on one device got banned just for being on that device it then transfers over to anyone that had that account on another device and it just keeps growing and i think that's what contributed to all the accounts getting clipped personal accounts business accounts because it has such a large spread of suspensions to the point where this wasn't really an issue that you could ignore maybe if it was a few big uh, big accounts like you mentioned raf got clipped a while back and obviously people took notice but you know they went out went about their day you know it's just a, another account getting clipped but to this scale i feel it definitely caught some eyes but here's the question right so raf came back but they've also done a number of giveaways and stuff since coming back um i know that because i've i've been involved in some of those but how how is it that their account is still standing strong? Why is why is it that Wrath is still alive but Ganesh is not? Why is it that other pages like I understand Cyber probably doesn't they don't do that many giveaways anymore? Um, obviously because they just don't really need to. Um, but they've done a lot of giveaways in the past. Um, and why has that not been flagged up? So I don't know. It's just the issue is here. I think is the inconsistency. Um, and that's something that's very frustrating because it, it doesn't really give us a good idea as to what the rules actually are. If, for example, Twitter were to give us like a warning at some point and just to message the pages saying you've been warned for potentially violating this or that, at least we would know. At least we would be aware of what to do and what to change to make it in accordance with the TOS. But if we're, if we're not sure what that is, because the wording in the TOS is so vague, 
like how we meant how we meant to adapt and to be honest it's not like other corporate accounts don't do that like if you look at other big companies in the world they often partner up with other with other uh companies and and hosts like like and retweet or, or tag a friend under this post and that's just normal connection building isn't it like you just need to share the followers and you're looking at potential new clients i i don't i don't think the what twitter's done here is a right but with the scale at which sneak twitter is growing um and the rate at which is it's growing as well which is really fast compared to a lot of other communities i think it it potentially has been a long time coming for for t- twitter to intervene at some point yeah so touching on your point of inconsistency i do agree there because like you know i went on to afterwards and there were a bunch of people laughing like oh we told you not to do xyz or a bunch of people with their accounts just like up and i was just thinking like yo all of these people have done the exact same things that we've done maybe not in the same frequency i understand that but they've still done that and i think one point that is worth mentioning if me and Syed are getting this wrong with how the bullet point looks then let us know because but just from our general understanding of what people have told us and you know what's going around this is why we our accounts got clipped so like i think there is a conversation about the fact that like why isn't everyone clipped because arguably everyone's done what we've done maybe mm. not to the same degree but they've still done it like let's say if i go rob a store right and uh obviously i break the law right yeah let's say you go rob five stores right you've still robbed that first store so you've still broken the rule no matter what the frequency is right so then, yep. then it becomes the idea like yo we've both done something wrong here so why isn't why is it that i'm clipped and you're not and I think one thing that Twitter needs to do is introduce warnings, like you said. With Discord, if your account is breaking in terms of service, they send you an alert. Uh, one of my one of the servers that I manage got, an alert, got sent an alert a few days ago. Actually, no, this, yesterday, the same day this happened. And, you know, we quickly analyzed what we were doing wrong and then we made the changes in the, the service to alert. So yeah. I feel like if they literally sent out one mass email to all accounts that are uh, connected to this niche that are breaking the rules saying, yo, you cannot do this, all your accounts are getting banned. From that point, if you continue to do that, then obviously you can't get clipped. If you don't continue to do that, then I feel like that's fair because there's still accounts out there that haven't been clipped that did these things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think this whole situation really just shows how fickle and fragile our sort of ecosystem is. I think that we we have a huge reliance on third party apps which don't actually benefit from what we do. So not just Twitter but also Discord, also Slack. Like these these are third party applications which they they literally gain nothing from hosting us on there. Um for example like if we use Twitter ads like at least Twitter would gain some kind of commercial success from it. But but they don't really gain much from from us being there, whereas we gain a huge amount from them. So for for instance, a lot of like restocks and stuff all happen on Twitter. Um, new product releases happen on Twitter. We get hype for products. All that stuff just all comes from Twitter, and it's all just free marketing. And Twitter gain nothing. Um, in the same way that we we use Discord um, for like dashboards, for like cook groups, bot Discord support, um, everything, every, every even this even this voice chat now is being run in Discord and it's you know it's about a commercial scene i think we have huge reliance on these things and it's potentially risky i saw someone discussing in that um that like twitter band discord about maybe like someone making like a, an alternative twi- to twitter or something i think the concept is good but i think 
it it's just so infeasible to be able to do that. And I don't know, did you are you in that Discord cast? I'm not sure. Which Discord is it? Is it the it's just know. called it's called Twitter bans. Oh no, no, I'm not in there. Okay. So basically a few people who got banned are just are all in there anyway. So so someone I can't remember who it was now, but they were saying um they was they were suggesting like they wanted to make a new version of Twitter and basically transfer all of Sneak Twitter on there. The, the the issue with that is that you're then you've then only got people who are very deep into Sneak Twitter who are then joining that. And then by doing that, you're then limiting your clientele. The benefit of Twitter is that people are already on Twitter. You're just bringing people in. If you're if you're then taking people to another platform, you can't just sell to Sneak Twitter. You've literally got to sell to the world to be able to bring people into that. And doing that, you're then a direct competitor to Twitter. Like these these things are just so infeasible. It's almost the same as Hyven. I think Hyven's fantastic. I think Hyven is a really good idea. I just I just think that it it needs to be a bit more global than to just be based around Sneak Twitter sort of thing. And I think they want to do that. I think Hyven. And a hive one, which is a Discord alternative compared to a Twitter comp- uh, alternative, is two different things. And he's right. Because basically with Hyven, right, uh, let's take it into a bot scenario, right? You hook up a dashboard, they send you to Hyven instead of Discord, and all the support, all the channels, all the announcements is in a Hyven channel, right? But mm-hmm. you compare that to a Twitter uh, co- uh, alternative, right? The Twitter alternative is based on engaging current uh, customers and bringing in new customers, like you said, right? But with Hyven, they don't need to do that. If you want to put this in a bot scenario, your Discord's only there to uh, literally support your existing clientele. It's not like a, like you can't just join the Cyber Discord and have free channels there to look at. It's all based on the fact that you have a key there. This is obviously applying it to the Cuckoo brought this community scenario. Obviously on a wider scale, I understand your point, but like, the Twitter alternative argument is stupid. That no one's gonna entertain that. No one's gonna go down that path. The main reason why this community is thriving the way it is is because it's on Twitter and it engages new people. Like you said, the Hyven alternative is a good idea because there's more expandability. Obviously, there is gonna be more features. But going back to the idea of how fragile this stuff is, it, you are right because I was thinking about it yesterday. Let's say down earlier down the road, I chose to be a PR and I was PRing ten companies. Assuming all those got clipped in the in the wave, my income's gone pretty much, unless yeah. like I make the accounts again. But then at that point, I'm like, my clients are now at zero followers. They're gonna have to build it up again, and it's lucky that what I'm doing doesn't isn't relying on Twitter, but. I know your businesses do rely on Twitter, kind of. Like, you know, you've got Essentials, you've got your other businesses. You've got too many to name, bro, so I ain't going to name one. <laughs> but, like, we are, we are, we were having this conversation last night where, like, we didn't know what to do, you know? Are we? Are you going to go to TikTok? You never know. Are you going to go to YouTube? Are you going to, you know, make a new Twitter account and start from the beginning? It's a lot of questions to be answered, and there isn't a formula. There isn't, like, a guaranteed way to go about it. And I feel like that's what's scaring people. I I completely agree. I think, to be honest, as I've already mentioned to you, that's definitely scaring me. I think because Twitter was just such a, it's everyone knows how to use it on Sneak Twitter at least. Everyone knows the, the winning formula. You just go on, you build connections, you do giveaways, you grow, you repeat and grow and repeat and grow. Eventually, you get to a page the size of Kodai or AM Notify or Notify, etc. They obviously that getting to that size obviously takes a huge amount of commitment, dedication, relationship building, um, and props to the guys 
who have who've gotten them to that stage. But it was a winning formula. I mean, everyone did it. It's it's not difficult to be on sneak Twitter and to eventually get to 10k followers. It's it's fine if you just run the right giveaways and get the right relationships. It's pretty doable. I think now we really need to start considering other options because if we if we want to continue growing, we can't rely on Twitter to be able to do that. Any of these pages still standing now, they can be gone tomorrow. They can be gone in six weeks. They can be gone in a year. We just don't know. And the issue is that we're completely relying on the mercy of third-party company, which is not benefiting from any of this at all. If we were paying for commercial ads, then fine. They're, they're benefiting somewhat. We're paying them money, so we get exposure. But at the minute, we're teasing their platform and getting free exposure. We're get, becoming profitable from it, whereas Twitter gains nothing. So they've got every reason to be pissed off by it, if you think about it like that. And to be honest, that may as well have just been one of the stimulating reasons for them feeling like they've been conned out of profits. You know, I mean, every other commercial company's got to do it. So why don't we? Yeah, but I think the issue is this community doesn't take well to the, those type of marketing tactics. Like if you think about it, do you remember, I think it was NSB. Yeah, it was NSB. I was working for them at the time. Uh, when that mailing list uh, scenario came out where yeah. everyone said they took the StockX database. Bro, a mailing list is a mailing list. It isn't a nuclear warhead heading to your home. Like, it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When that yeah. came out, I was like, are people really crying about an email? Like, an email, bro. Like, go outside, get some vitamin D, bro. Like, do you know what I mean? And then that's why I feel like buying ads just won't work. Like, because I'm going to be honest, if I'm scrolling Twitter and... I will 110% say if a cut group or a bot buys ads, there will be definitely, there'll definitely be someone on the timeline complaining about that fact that there's that ad on their timeline. But in reality, it's common business practice. A mailing list, them using your data, as long as it's stated in terms and conditions in their privacy policy, they have every right to use that email for marketing purposes. You see it with loads of companies. Every, I can guarantee you'll sign up for a company within the next one month and you will get marketing content from them because you've accepted that terms and conditions and privacy policies. That's common business practice. But here, it's different. People have different expectations. And I feel like, going back to your point of the fact that if we're paying Twitter, maybe they're less, le they're more lenient with what we're doing. Maybe. But I feel like the consumer's mind needs to change before that can happen. Is that, is that, is that possible though? Genuinely, do you think that's actually possible to change the consumer mindset? I feel like it's just been like this for so long. I feel like, there's such a lack of trust in the community that we only really buy a bot. Well, okay, that's that now that's different. But certainly before, people would people would sleep on new bots all the time. But 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 think about think about why. Think about all the bots that have joined and then exit scam. Think about all the bots that worked for one week and then they just died straight after. Think about bots now which have been promising updates for like a year and just haven't updated. Like this is the reason why we have trust issues, and it's partially I don't want to say due to ourselves because. I have no affiliations to any of these companies who have done any of the, the above the, the things that I just mentioned, but you can understand why. And I think when you start seeing like, and if you, if I saw an ad or something on like Instagram or Facebook or um or like Twitter, like they don't they don't sell to me. I don't look at it and think, oh yeah, I want a bit of that. I don't I don't like that because it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't look legit because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't follow the general formula. The general formula is. Brand builds reputation through followers, giveaways, etc. They build relationships. The dev or the PR guy or the owner will probably be a prominent figure on Twitter. And then you buy the product. That's just how it works. If it's just a random guy or like, for example, like Crep Chief Notify on Facebook, 
just a guy pulling up with a box of Yeezys in in a rented out Lamborghini. Like these are not these are this is not sales tactics, which is appropriate for sneak Twitter. Whereas if you go onto Facebook, it is because Crep Chief have like four and a half thousand members, which is more than like ninety nine percent of cook groups do through Twitter. Like this is this is this is a thing. I, I think it's I genuinely think it's time that we start rethinking our marketing. You can rethink the marketing, but I don't feel like the consumer's mind is going to change because. The general uh, idea is that the consumer's mind in this market is completely unreasonable, 100%. Like, think about it, right? If you think about commercial software, for example, you usually pay for a certain update. This is probably going to be a bad example. I'm probably going to get roasted for this, but I'll go with it. So you pay for a certain update, right? You don't expect any updates to that software. What I'm trying to get at is that I feel like, in general, the... um, the expectations and the demands of a consumer in this community is too much and I feel like it should be drawn back a bit but then then again how is that going to happen because if you're used to getting X amount brought to the table and then you're and then you see you suddenly see that less amount is being brought to the table you're gonna uh, react negatively because you can see that there's slowly less and less um, what's the word here there's just less and less being brought to the table to you so I feel like a switch does need to happen, and I feel like a switch will happen eventually, but I feel like people are going to complain about it. Because like you said, maybe if you bought ads, it would have been different. Maybe. Because realistically, I don't think giveaway giveaways take place everywhere in every community. But maybe buying ads is the idea. Maybe moving to Instagram is the idea. Maybe moving to Facebook is. Maybe, you know, um, maybe just doing Twitter again and doing exactly what we did again. Maybe, maybe the, I don't know. There's too many um, methods. There's too many exits from this certain scenario where we just don't know what the outcome's going to be. Here's something that's interesting about Instagram. So I was speaking to the Wrath guys a couple of days ago about this, and they were saying how Instagram is not really built for sneakers for for sneaker Twitter to move on to. And here's the reason. So on Twitter, you follow a page, for example, and you um like a few tweets or you see that product and you think okay cool that's a cool product i might try to get into that you keep an eye on it wait for the restock turn on notifications you see it pop up every now and then it reminds you on instagram this model of exclusivity doesn't really work people see your post they think i want to join they click on your bio you're out of stock that's it they don't come back it's not got that same repetitive factor that twitter has in twitter you see if you see a brand once, you start to see it more because you start to look out for it more and you start to see it more in tweets because tweets are more common and people are tweeting every 20 minutes, whereas on Instagram, people are posting once a day at max. Um, and that's a very active page. You know what I mean? Like this is, I, th- I think Instagram is not really built for sneak Twitter. I think it was better since they added stories. I think that adds a lot more potential, especially through shout outs, giveaways, um, restocks and stuff. That's good. But I don't think it's the perf- I don't think it's a platform good enough for a mass migration, and I think that's why it hasn't really happened yet. You've got a few groups which are based on Instagram. You've got like um, Drop O'Clock, the group I used to work for, um, like Preem Profits. You got there's a few other groups which are based off it, and it's fantastic that they've 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 done well from it. Um, but you can see them working on Twitter because they realise just as much as everyone else does that Twitter's a better platform to sell on a bet twitter's a better platform to get engagement on it's easier to build followings it's easier to host giveaways 
Twitter's a good platform, and I think it's going to be a while until people realize the winning formula externally from Twitter. I think 2021 is going to be an interesting year. Yeah, I mean, 2020 has already been a weird year, and this kind of just topped it off, really. I thought it would have been like quite the same, but, you know, things change. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because, you know, now the idea is that what do we do going forward? And that is something I did want to speak to you about. What are you personally doing with your personal account? How are you going to navigate the space? How are you going to navigate your business accounts? What's kind of on your mind at the moment? So for me personally, I'm, as I've already mentioned to you, I'm probably going to mention, I'm really going to head to towards YouTube, I think for now. I think I, so I've released a couple of videos before on Twitter and stuff and they've gone down quite well. Got good, um, got good feedback from them. So I think I'm going to head down that route. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to work, to be honest. I really don't. I'm going to have to just see what happens. Regarding the reasoning why I don't make a new Twitter and run with it, I want to see what happens with Twitter. I think by making a new account now, I'm potentially just going to compromise any chance I have of getting my one back at the moment. So I'm just going to stick to the rules, just see what they say, and just go from there. I think with the YouTube thing, we've already seen massive success from like Butterboy Nova, obviously. Um, and then you've got Lucky Butter. More recently, he's come onto the scene and done very well. Um, we've got other guys like Burgers Kicks, um, Sneaker Mammy, um, like Erden's Kitchen. All these guys are, are, are doing quite well. Um, and they're slowly growing and they make, you know, they're, they're doing fine. They can promote their, they can promote their content as much as they want. Um, I think it's a lot more effort than Twitter is, obviously, um, as you all know, because you're a regular uploader. Um, but I think it can also work quite well. I think as long as you get the right strategy going and the right methodology it can it can do well but i think it does need a lot of experimentation and it's nowhere near as as straightforward as twitter is the thing with twitter as i said earlier is that people are familiar with it if you start one company on sneak twitter and you grow it a bit you can start 10 more and follow the same formula and you'll be fine um on youtube i don't feel like anyone's really found that winning formula apart from butterboy nova to be honest um I think we'll get there over time. I think recent um, publicity regarding reselling has been a good thing, to be honest, even though it's brought around a lot of hate towards our community. But I, I do think all these little things might be heading in a direction of general positive growth across a number of different platforms. I think Instagram's saturated, to be honest. I think Instagram's saturated. I spoke to Copper Clock yesterday um, about about a couple things on instagram he was he was just saying how difficult it is basically to to really grow now because there's before when there was like 10 or 20 resale pages telling you the the estimates for the next easy drop there's now like 200 all posting the same content and how do you really differentiate from that um and now because it's harder and harder to cut manually it's it's and, and loads of and the majority of instagram users are obviously manual it's it's just difficult i don't know if instagram's the one I think I think some I think some people will transfer over to Instagram and they'll kill it. But I think that a lot of people transferring from Twitter to Instagram will find the transition difficult. Um, Facebook is is largely ad driven, to my knowledge. Um, so that might be. But but then we go back to what you said earlier, Kasim, about ads not really selling to people in our community, which is then a catch twenty two because you're trying to do something, but it's just it, it gets complicated. To be honest, I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with the YouTube thing and see how it goes. But we may have this conversation three months down the line and I'll be like, I was a complete idiot and now I'm on TikTok. So. 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you now, and trust me, you can quote me on what I'm about to say, you will 110% be successful at YouTube, and I'll tell you why. Oh. This, it's not, I'm not being nice. You're about to find out why. <laughs> Listen, I don't know, but you're, you've got a good personality, and using Facecam, so you'll be fine. So, but I'll go ahead and break down everything, right? YouTube in this scene is arguably one of the easiest communities to grow on YouTube, and like... Generally speaking, I have friends that are not in this community that I speak to on like a daily basis. And when they saw my first views come in, this is before doing bot restocks on the bot talk. This is literally from the ground. Because obviously I made this channel two years ago. I had to build it up. Everyone was surprised at the fact that you can get so many views based on the content you do here. And now the next part is that the overall quality expectations is stupidly low compared to other communities. Stupidly low. Bro, I could I, I am gonna tell you right now what the formula is for probably 65%, 70% of live cut videos in this community. You ready? Mm-hmm. Background music, the desktop audio, and some text on the screen. That's about it. <laughs> That's literally it. Bro, that is that is a year one project at school. That's what that is, right? But for some reason, people just are just completely fine with it. And I think the idea is that these bots, when they're going bing, 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 and it's a bunch of green text on the screen, they know that, I don't know, Shoe Flipper 123 on YouTube is making a thousand pound profit of this release because he's copped all this. And the main idea behind the video isn't the quality of the video, but it's what's within the video. So if you cop 20 Yeezys, but your editing's horrible, people are still gonna like it. You're still gonna bang 5K views hmm. if you tie it properly for the thumbnail properly. Now, going on to you, we might as well make this about you because you're going to switch to YouTube. Um, I'm not going to act like an expert, but I've been doing YouTube for many years. Past this channel, I've had like three channels. I've been doing it for like five, six years. You will 100% pop off in this community because of one reason. You saw the you saw this with Sneaker Mommy. You saw this with Lucky Butter. It's the main reason why people pop off. And it's the, main, the reason is that your face is there. My countering my point, there's people in this community that just have their voice and they popped off, right? Mm-hmm. E-Man is one of those examples. But he's switched to Facecam and his growth has gone up. Trust me, when it comes to Facecam, you can just connect to your view in a different way. If your if your viewer comes to your video and sees the same mech UI every single video, right? Mm-hmm. There's no connection. If they come to your video and they see you sat in your office with your microphone, you're speaking to them eye-to-eye contact, you're developing a relationship with the viewer and they know exactly what to expect. But you're not going to get cosmetic surgery between a week. You're not going to look different. You know what I mean? So when you make these videos and you make this face cam and you're speaking about whatever you want to speak about, um, it's going to be successful. And you're going to stick out from the rest because of the fact that you're developing a personality versus just, you know, creating boring content. And, and I know you and I know what you're capable of. So... Um, I 100% if you stick at it on a very consistent basis and you just study this certain like, like I told you last night if you literally pick a certain area to dominate 110% you'll pass me in subs in like under a year 100% well I appreciate that I, I do hope so I'm not going to lie if I mean honestly I just I, I do want to do well in it Um, I don't know how it's going to work because I know it's just so time consuming Um, but we're going to have to figure something out I think what do you do you think it would be for like for example like the common viewer watching this now or listening to this do you think it would be just as easy for anyone to jump in on the youtube scene now as things are and get big 
yeah, and yes and no. The main reason, it's like 80% yes, 20% no. And the main reason why I'm saying yes is because more companies are realizing the fact that YouTube can pop off any company, right? Mm-hmm. I used YouTube to grow the bot talk. A podcast has over 11,000 followers, bro. That should not be a thing, but it does. So that's proof of it. You see, Notify, Michael wasn't even bothered that Notify got clipped because Bob Nova he owns... Uh, I think he's like I think he's like a one year thing that he's like uh, he takes percentage. I don't quote me on that, but like obviously he's using his YouTube t- to leverage Notify and he's pushing people there. Honestly, Twitter is just the basis. If you don't have a Twitter account, that's completely fine. Switch to TikTok, switch to YouTube, do anything. Anyone can get into any single social media platform. The main reason why they don't is because they look at the biggest people in that platform and they think they'll never get there. What you need to do. Is create your own personality. Don't name yourself Shoe Flipper Yeezy One Two Three, right? Name yourself your name or like a unique username, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just you literally just build. You corner yourself into a niche, right? You find something unique to provide to your viewers, and you just build. Look at look at me for example, right? When I wanted to start the bot talk, I came to you and I said, "Yo, I want to do a spin off of your idea." Yep. But it's going to be one-to-one. This popped mm. off. This this is the first of its kind. And then as soon as that happened, multiple people picked up on the model and they started using it. That's fine. I know yeah. that I started this model. But, um, and that isn't me being egotistical. I'm just telling you how this goes. No, no, I understand, yeah. Same thing with live cops. You saw Bart by Noah do live cops. Everyone does live cops, right? Yeah. And he's even a, he's even said that in his tweets that he he's recognized how he's influenced the game. Bro, honestly, what you got to do is you got to jump in, right? You either go two ways. You either do what everyone's doing, but you do it in your own unique way and you get a bit, a little, a little bit of viewership. Like Live Cops, like, for example, they tend to get a ton of views, so you could go down that route. Or you could literally create a very, very unique idea. And then people, everyone's going to come to you if they're interested in it because there's nowhere else to go to view that type of content. That's true. That's very true. I think those are very, very valid points. And to be honest, considering you've gotten so much growth in the past year or year and a half or so, I think I think that's also coming from a very valid source as well. Um, I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see what does happen next year. I think just because of the way growth normally works, I think I think if there's another wave which happens on Twitter, I think the whole giveaway mechanic will be completely undermined at that point. I don't think it will even happen at all. I know that companies are still doing giveaways now, despite what's happened, and that's obviously at their own risk. There's been talk of maybe moving things to Gleam because maybe that's been more controlled. You haven't got things like there's certain bot companies on Twitter which piss me off so much. I'm not even going to mention, but they like they bot tweets um, to try and win giveaways. Like bloody hell, mate, grow up. Anyway, um, there's like there's ways to get around that as well through Gleam and stuff. Like it's just I think I think we do need. Uh, a reconsideration of how we do things on Twitter. And when I say we, I no longer really include myself in that because I am no longer on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I've got, I've got I'm going to mainly focus on youtube i think i think i'm gonna I've, I've made an instagram for side soul i mean i might post content on there too to be honest i'll probably just make it like a meme page um because that's all i tend to post on twitter anyway i'm i was just just a, an, an oversized meme page basically um but i will uh, yeah I, I i don't know to be honest to give you an answer i don't know where it's going to go 
it's still very early days. Um, obviously, things just got banned yesterday, so still thinking things through. I think a lot of other people are in the same position at the minute. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to go for like go contact Twitter support and stuff. I don't think that anyone you find through LinkedIn or social media will be able to help. I don't. I just can't see them. Like they have no need to help, even if you offer them like money or whatever. I just, I just can't see it happening. I just can't. I think this this issue is just so deep rooted. It's obviously been planned because everyone got banned on the same day. Um, I think there's more to it. I think I I don't think this was the shallow level ban. I think Twitter have probably been tracking accounts for a number of weeks slash months. Yeah, there's a bunch of theories that go into it. You know, you we could say that yeah they could do it for an extended amount of time. They were tracking all the accounts. At the end of the day, we don't know, and that is the main thing, right? Hmm. And uh, we we tend to. What's the idea? I'm trying to we basically tend to try create theories about things we don't understand, and that's what everyone's do. That's fine, but for me personally, I won't be returning to Twitter until I get my account back. If I don't get, if I 110% know it, my account is never coming back, I might make a new Twitter. Yeah. But at the same time, I have no interest of even making like honestly. I get the fact that it's a huge uh, business thing for connections, like I mentioned before. But at the same time, like, I've still got my Discord account, you know? I've still, uh, my name is, your name, my name, everyone who's been clipped, their name is still there. Like, if if you came into, like, your account got clipped. Let's say I wasn't friends with you, for example. Thank fuck. But anyway, <laughs> listen, let's say you came into my DMs, right? And you said to me, oh, hi, I'm looking to do a giveaway. Well, not a giveaway, but like a group buy or something. I mm. know who you are. Even if your Twitter gets clipped, I know that Syed owns this, this, and this, and you know, and I know who you are. It doesn't take anything away from you. Obviously, there's a bit of leverage taken away because you don't have your Twitter account anymore. Yeah. But there is still ways to go forward. Personally, for me, I'm just gonna stick to Instagram. My Instagram will be linked b- below here. That'll be the main thing. I'm not. Uh, it's a personal Instagram. I'm not gonna be like pushing it much. But I don't really have much need to have a social media platform at the moment that I sit on. Because I've actually noticed, like, in the past day, I've saved a lot of time because I'm not sat on Twitter. Mm. And, you know, this might change. I might have to fall in. I might fall into my old habits and just make a new Twitter account. But I'm not really the, a fan of the idea of building back up, like, 5,000 followers. In your case, he was, like, in the 15K or something like that. And I'm not yeah. a big fan of that. But, you know, you never know what the future holds. Yeah, it's obviously a huge amount of work to get back to that level. I think... Um... Yeah, I think we're just gonna have to see where the future goes. I think it's I think it's a very tough time at the minute for a lot of sneaker Twitter, and I don't think it's just at a, like a, a brand level. I think this will affect consumers as well in terms of brand exposure, in terms of seeing new products available, in terms of you know having access to better groups, better software, which we might just not have access to anymore because their Twitters are gone, which is the main selling point. I think we'll we'll need to see how the start of 2021 goes, see what Twitter say, and then we'll just have to go from there. I think I, I honestly can't see us all getting unsuspended, though. I think either a small proportion of people will, or I think everyone's going to stay banned. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't I don't see many people getting unbanned. I definitely do see some, maybe, you know, with the right connections, with the right money on the table, with, you know, anything can happen, really. Anything can happen. Especially with the people that got banned, bro. You're talking about AYCDJ. You're talking about the millionaire, bro. You're talking about the big guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, this guy, 
this guy along with other people like you know they've got money they've got resources they've got connections you know you never know what can happen but like for example for me and you we don't know you know like i i, I sent you over a connection yesterday i don't know if that's gonna work out you might do you know you might see my twitter can't pop up in two months time but at yeah. the same time twitter might just come back from my appeal and say oh sorry you know you're right there's your account again i hope that happens but you never know and i feel like that is the best way to end off this episode we're just going to leave the question with the viewers of how is everything going to change going forward is there going to be dramatic change and I think that's kind of the main pivotal point and I think the main overarching point from all of this is that everything we're doing right now is very temporary like you could wake up tomorrow and everything's gone and that's kind of what happened here so it's always important to have backup plans it's always important to develop skills that isn't restricted to this niche you know programmers devs you know they can jump out of the community if you're a pr for i don't know a random cook group how are you going to be able to transfer those skills to different industries and still make money so it's always it's always important to keep that in mind i've asked myself that i'm trying to go down avenues where if this gets clipped tomorrow if everything goes tomorrow i can transfer those skills i think that is the most important thing people should be doing at the moment given the recent events absolutely agreed and I think what just just to add to that at the end, I think because there's a lot of younger people in the community, and I know that you see bot devs on sneak Twitter buying fancy cars or getting Rolex or whatever. Just save your money. Just save your money. You're young. We're all young in this community. Everyone here is young. The oldest some the oldest guy I've met here is like 35, and that's still relatively young. We're all young. We're all doing well. Just save your money. Just be sensible because you don't know how long this this community is going to last. For all we know, it could just be a ticking time bomb. And if you speak to certain cook group owners, they'll say that as well, which is why, you know, we push the marketing so quickly and we have aggressive tactics and stuff. That's just how it is because of how we feel about the scene in general. I think just being sensible, like you said. Well, guys, that is going to go ahead and conclude today's episode. If you guys have enjoyed, please drop a like, subscribe if you guys are new. And if you want to check out Syed and all his companies, I'm going to leave the links that are available. I don't know what he's going to send me because he doesn't have any Twitters. But... <laughs> I don't have any Twitter's either, so if you guys want to check out my Instagram, I will leave that linked down below as well. And I'm going to catch you guys next time. Peace out.